Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us here today. My name is Matt Jones. I'm the Minister of Affordability and Utilities, but more importantly, the MLA for Calgary Southeast, where we find ourselves this morning. With us today uh, are Education Minister Adriana Lagrange, Infrastructure Minister Nathan Newdorf, Kathy Williams, Board Chair for the Calgary Catholic School District, and Laura Hack, Board Chair for Calgary Board of Education. Before I turn things over, I would like to thank Principal Sheila Olson and her staff and students for hosting us here in this fantastic school. St. Gianna, which was completed in 2020, is one of many new and modern schools that have opened in Calgary over the past few years. Last May, I was fortunate to have the opportunity to participate in the blessing and dedication ceremony right here, and I'm happy to be back again. I'm very proud to be part of a government that prioritizes and invests in school infrastructure for our children, our communities, and the future success of our province. And I'm thrilled to be here uh, to be a part of this exciting announcement. With that, I'd like to invite Education Minister Adriana Lagrange to the podium. Thank you so much, Minister Jones. Uh, hello, everyone. It is so wonderful to be here. Thank you to the students and staff at St. Gianna School, and of course, to Principal Sheila Olson for hosting us today. We really appreciate the warmth and hospitality you and your school community have shown to us, and I'm so looking forward to, to meeting some of the students and going around to the classrooms. I would also like to thank all of the Calgary Catholic School District uh, representatives that are here and all of Calgary Public School District representatives that are joining us, all for your dedicated efforts to our students. It's phenomenal the amount of work that a school board trustee does. I was a school board trustee for 11 and a half years, and I know what it's like. So thank you all for being here and for all the tremendous, tremendous work you do. Calgary and the surrounding area are very fortunate to have such hardworking education leaders representing them. We are currently operating the largest education budget in Alberta's history and will continue to focus on meeting the demands of growing communities. We are committed to building schools to help address enrollment growth, classroom complexity, and of course modernizing schools to support 21st century learning. Each year, school boards are required to submit three-year capital plans to Alberta Education that outline their capital needs. These plans are then used to develop the provincial capital plan. There is a 10-step auditor-approved gated process that each project is subjected to. And then education, with the support from infrastructure, prepares a list of the highest priority projects. Today is a very exciting day. This year, we are investing over $2.3 billion over the next three years to modernize existing schools and to significantly increase the number of schools in growing communities by new builds. Budget 2023 supports 58 projects, which includes 47 projects through planning, design, and full construction, and 11 more for pre-planning. Today, we are announcing 33 priority school projects, which consists of 10 new schools, 16 replacement schools, and seven modernizations. In total, there will be nearly 25,000 new and additional school spaces for students across Alberta, which includes the creation of more than 9,400 new, new spaces and upgrades of more than 15,500 student spaces. This also includes about 4,500 new and upgraded spaces here in Calgary alone. In November, the Premier directed the Education and Infrastructure Ministers to develop a proposal to significantly increase the number of schools in our growing communities. With this in mind, we are now, we are not just announcing schools for full construction funding today. We are also announcing several schools for design funding, planning funding, and pre-planning funding. This approach will provide school authorities with more provincial support earlier in the planning process so school projects can progress more quickly and with fewer roadblocks. In Budget 2023, we are providing full construction funding for 13 projects. We have approved 
uh, schools in Calgary. Two of these schools are in Calgary. So one of them is uh, we've approved a new K-9 Catholic school in Nolan Hill, which will help alleviate enrollment pressures felt by other Catholic schools in that part of the city. And we've also approved the modernization of John G. Diefenbaker High School, which is a Calgary Board of Education school. Staying in the Calgary region, in Okotoks, we've approved the replacement of Ecole Good Shepherd School. We have also approved a new Francophone secondary school in Airdrie. I know the Francophone families in Airdrie and surrounding communities will be absolutely thrilled with that news. Francophone families in Lethbridge and in Edmonton will also be happy to hear about two other projects moving forward. The much-needed gym project to Ecole La Veronde School in Lethbridge is going ahead. In Edmonton, we've also approved a solution project for Ecole Michael Saint-Jean and Ecole Gabriel Roy. And some of you may wonder what I mean by solution. It is simply a plan to address multiple needs through a single project that impacts multiple schools. So we've also approved full construction funding for solution projects in, Sher in <clears throat> pardon me, Sherwood Park for Elk Island Public Schools and in Valley View for Northern Gateway Public Schools. Both of those projects were approved for design funding in the 22 budget. Of the remaining five projects, three are new schools, including a new public K-9 school in the community of Edgemont in Edmonton, a new Catholic elementary school in West, in West Lethbridge, and a new public high school in Raymond, Alberta. The remaining two fully funded construction projects are both replacement schools. The replacement of Penhold Elementary School in Penhold will be fully funded. And we will also fully fund the replacement of Holy Family Catholic School in Wasetna. Both of these projects were given design funding through the previous budget. As you can see, all four projects approved for design funding in Budget 2022 have been approved for full construction funding in Budget 2023. This year, we have also approved 20 more projects from across the province for design funding. That includes two projects for the Calgary Catholic School Division, one in Calgary and one in Chestermere. I won't list all of the projects because you can find the projects in the news release. But I will stress that this design investment demonstrates our full commitment to these school projects. A design funding approval provides sufficient funding for the project to be fully designed, for construction tender documents to be prepared, and to capture project expenses like permit applications. Full construction funding is subsequently approved at a later time. The availability of suitable sites has been one of the biggest impediments in causes of delays to school projects. With this in mind, I am happy to announce that we have also created a school planning program. This new program will serve as a pipeline for school projects. It is intended to further develop project scope and to complete site investigations, work so that uh, projects can hit the ground running as soon as a formal design or construction is approved. We have approved 14 school projects for this new program. And beyond the school planning program, we know we can provide school authorities with even more support during the early stages of project development, which is why we have also approved 11 projects for pre-planning funds. We are taking a longer-term view with this approach. Pre-planning funding is intended for projects that are anticipated to be high priorities in the coming years. So this includes projects in newer developing neighborhoods or projects that are still reasonably affordable to maintain and operate but have several facility systems nearing the end of their lifespan. The 14 projects approved for the school planning program and the 11 schools approved for pre-planning funding can also be found in the news release or online. We are securing young Albertans and their families' future by investing in new schools and modernized spaces so that students, 
families, and communities can benefit for decades to come. The province's annual capital planning process will continue, and we will proceed with recognizing the need for school projects across this great province of Alberta. Projects that are not approved for funding will be considered again when additional funding is available, if they are still a top priority for that particular school authority. By continuing to invest wisely and generously in our schools together, we will ensure students receive an enriching education that positively impacts their lives and prepares them for, for a successful future within the classroom and beyond. I'm so excited to bring out this list today, and thank you all for being here. Thank you, Minister. I'd like to now invite Kathy Williams, board chair of the Calgary, Calgary Catholic School District, to provide remarks. Thank you. Um, and we are so pleased um, that we were given the request to host this today. So thank you very much to our minister and to you, our MLA, for this area. I do know Matt. Um, we are so pleased that we are able to host this today. So hello and welcome to everyone who has joined us here today. I am Kathy Williams. I am the chair of the Board of Trustees of the Calgary Catholic School District. On behalf of our board and our district, it is my pleasure to welcome all our special guests that are gathered here today, especially the Minister of Education, the Honourable Adriana LaGrange, the Deputy Premier and Minister of Infrastructure, the Honourable Nathan Newdorf, and the Minister of Affordability and Utilities and MLA for Calgary South um, East, Matt Jones. From the Calgary School District, I would like to recognize my fellow trustees, Mary Martin, Linda Wellman, Myra D'Souza, Lori Ivanelli, and Shannon Cook. So I have my full board here today, which I'm very pleased to have. Our Chief Superintendent, Dr. Brian Zoomless, our Superintendents of Learning, Kathleen Kostiak and John McDonald, our Superintendent of Support Services, the man that's going to have a lot of work to do, given the announcements, um, Brad McDonald, School Principal, thank you, Sheila, I know you sort of got short notice on this, but I thank you for everything you did to make this happen, as well as all the other special guests. Thank you for joining us, as this is one of our newest schools, opened in September 2020 in the vibrant young community of Auburn Bay. St. Gianna was an Italian pediatrician who is the patron of mothers and physicians. So very fitting for this school to be named after someone with that biography, if you will. The school here, um, she is known for her love, faith, and grace. And it is wonderful that in this K-6 school, staff strive to create a welcoming environment where students feel loved and encouraged to try their best. It is always exciting for us to open a new school in Calgary Catholic in the growing communities that we have, just like we have here at St. Gianna. This is why we are very happy and grateful that our number one priority of a new school, K-9 school in the Northwest community of Nolan Hill has been approved by the Government of Alberta for funding. As we go forward, and we are going to try to understand exactly how this works, because <laughs> we do have to understand what the pre-planning means. But with no current local school, uh, the Catholic Nolan Hill students currently face ride times of up to 45 minutes to other schools, given that the population in Calgary's Northwest developing communities is expected to double by 2024. This project required urgent attention, so again, we thank the government for their investment 
into Catholic education at community schools. Providing high-quality Catholic learning environments is very important to us, obviously. And we do hope that as we move forward, we will see continued evidence that the government is going to work with us in developing schools in areas where we have this growth happening. We also anticipate receiving the full construction funding for the Rangeview High School and Chestermere K-9 School as soon as possible. After the design pro process is completed, these pro projects also need urgent, urgent attention. CCSD also appreciates the pre-planning commitment towards the construction of the K-9 school in Redstone, the addition, enhancement of Bishop McNally High School, and the construction of a new West End High School. We thank the government for this, and we are trusting that as we go through the process, known as the GATE program, that we will be able to receive the funding to get these completed as required. Thank you, and thank you to the government for the announcements today. Thank you, Kathy. Now I'd like to invite uh, Laura Hack, the board chair of the Calgary Board of Education, to provide remarks. Thank you so much. Thank you, Minister LaGrange, Minister Newdorf, and uh, Minister Jones for hosting and emceeing uh, this event today. Uh, I know Kathy Williams did a, a big thank you as to who's here, but again, appreciate my counterpart as uh, hosting this today. On behalf of CBE students, staff, and families, we thank the Government of Alberta for today's capital announcements. These investments in infrastructure are vital to support student learning opportunities in new and older buildings across our system. We're very pleased to hear today that we'll be receiving all four modernizations and two new planning and pre-planning for public schools within the CBE. This is good news and will be welcomed by all the communities of Huntington Hills, Whitehorn, Glenbrook, Cornerstone, and Saddle Ridge. New schools are always welcome in growing communities and once built, quickly become the heart of the community. The schools announced for Cornerstone and Saddle Ridge communities will enable students to attend closer to home, while providing a dynamic space to support student learning needs of all of our students. We look forward to seeing shovels and ground on the projects as soon as possible. We know our year one capital plan focused on modernizations. These breathe new life into our older schools and create dynamic spaces for all students to learn. More than half of CB schools are over 50 years old and require upgrades to ensure that students are learning in up-to-date environments. Modernizing schools enables them to offer more opportunities in career and technology studies, as well as science, technology, engineering, and math, our STEM programs. Investing in CB schools ensure Alberta's youth are equipped with the skills and knowledge they need to succeed and contribute to a strong and prosperous Alberta. In recent years, the Board of Trustees has placed a greater focus on these modernization requests, as highlighted in our three-year school capital plan. We're pleased to see that all four much-needed requests are being fulfilled through full build-outs and planning stages. Coupled with yesterday's announcements, and the increased investment in public education in this province, I want to thank you again, Minister LaGrange, for the capital announcements to meet the needs of students in relation to physical learning space. The Calgary Board of Education is thrilled with these announcements. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Now I'd like to invite uh, Deputy Premier and Minister of Infrastructure, Nathan Newdorf, to provide remarks. I don't think I need to. <laughs> That's right. Good morning. It's fantastic to be here as Alberta's infrastructure minister. At Alberta Infrastructure, we are responsible for the delivery of new and modernized schools. Our focus is on building these schools on time and on budget, especially in communities where school spaces are needed the most. 
Right now, dozens of school projects are underway all across Alberta. These projects are either in planning, design, or construction, and support thousands of jobs across the province. Looking to the future, there are critical school projects on the way. Yesterday in Edmonton, we presented the Alberta, we presented Alberta with the budget 2023 and the capital plan. Through this budget, infrastructure will be responsible for $1.6 billion of the $2.3 billion of funding over the next three years for school projects across Alberta. This investment will result in approximately 25,000 new and modernized spaces for our kids. I'm excited to see so many kids in the back of the room uh, as they're really and truly our future. I'm excited to be part of this announcement because local schools are vital for Alberta families and for our province. We take great pride in delivering schools at the best possible value that are built to last and meet the needs of Alberta students and teachers today and into the future. Alberta infrastructure knows what a new or modernized school can mean, not just to students, but to the whole community. The official opening of a new or modernized school is a cause for celebration. And being involved in these events is one of the most fulfilling things that we get to do as an MLA or as a minister. Thanks to Budget 2023 and the Capital Plan, members of our government will have the honour of participating in many of these grand openings at schools and communities all over Alberta very soon. On that note, I personally look forward to three school projects in Lethbridge. So thank you again very much to Minister LaGrange for all her hard work, her strong advocacy and support for students and teachers all across Alberta. And thank you to Minister Jones for hosting this event and all the hard work he does on behalf of families and students everywhere in this great province. Thank you very much. All right, that con concludes the speaking portion of our event today. And I would like to turn it over to Emily Peckham to provide, uh, to coordinate the Q&A. Perfect. Uh, thank you so much, Minister. And thank you to the ministers and our distinguished uh, guests today. So we'll now go to media questions. Uh, we'll start in the room and then go to the phone lines. As a friendly reminder, media, um, please ask one question and one follow-up. Uh, for those in the room, please identify... Identify yourself and your outlet, and uh, we're ready to go ahead with the first question. Hi, uh, Laurence brisson Dubreuil here with Radio-Canada CBC. Uh, so I'm just wondering, you talked a bit about uh, this solution project, uh, so getting ahead on these different projects and uh, kind of planning in advance and taking this long-term approach. Uh, so specifically, I'm thinking here for École Michael Jean and École Gabriel Roy, if you could just expand on really how this type of approach is going to really address these problems and the requests that have been, that these councils have been asking for several years already? Uh, yes. Uh, so when we talk to school authorities, sometimes it makes sense that if they've got two older schools to amalgamate those schools into one building so that it is much more efficient, um, we're saving on costs for heating and plumbing and all those other things that uh, older schools have difficulties with. Uh, the solution project is something that uh, school authorities themselves have been saying they've wanted for a long time. So sometimes it's a matter of combining two schools. In some areas in rural communities, we're actually seeing we can close down three really inefficient schools with low attendance and, and bring them into a modern, updated space where kids can really learn. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the solution idea. Okay. And uh, do you have any type of timelines when it comes to uh, the implementation of these... Uh solution projects? Well, again, it depends on the process that it's going through. If it's in the design stage, that really looks into the, the details of what's the school going to look like, um, you know, art, art, architectural drawings, etc. Um, then it's a matter of going to construction. And then uh, we are seeing constru some construction delays. Um, Minister Newdorf could probably speak to that a little bit more than I can on the construction side of things. But for the most part, typically, um, when we uh, are building a um, uh, an elementary school. We, we're usually seeing the build from from design all the way to build. Usually takes approximately two years. High schools are much more complex buildings. They they can take upwards of three years. Mr. Newdorf, would you like to add anything to that? Sure. Uh, really, around around the world, not just in Canada or Alberta, we've seen 
major impacts to our supply chain. And this has a, a significant effect on building timelines, particularly if it's related to key structural components like structural steel and, and some of those um, elements that, that take a lot longer to build. We continue to work through that every way that we can. And one of the, one of the focuses of our government to try to minimize that in the future is by making sure that we have, as Minister LaGrange pointed out, not just planning and design, but also pre-planning, where we can put as much effort into it up front to minimize those kind of things and, and get orders in place so when we start building, that, that process is as seamless as possible. Thank you. I, I just have one last, uh, one last question here. So um, I know that last year there was no uh, projects that were approved uh, to receive funding from the French school councils uh, in Alberta. And so do you... What do you think of this year's budget allocation in regards to these French schools? And do you think that this will make up for last year's uh, and how none of these projects were able to move ahead? Well, I know that uh, over the last, well, since I've been minister, um, the previous three budgets, uh, we had six school builds for Francophone uh, communities across the province. This will significantly add to that as well, the projects that we're announcing today. That being said, over the last decade, I know that 20 schools have been built for Francophone communities across the province. We're very committed to ensuring that they have great, modern, updated spaces uh, for students to learn in. So we'll continue to invest heavily for Francophone communities. Thank you. Great. Thanks. Thanks. We'll move to the next reporter in the room. Hey, Tim Brooke with CTV. Um, I just quickly have a couple questions about charter schools. Uh, I know sure. uh, the, the four UCP budgets, especially yesterday's, have a little bit more of an emphasis on chartered schools. I just want to ask you, uh, what's the rationale behind that? And, and why specifically does our province need more charter schools? Well, right now, there are 20,000 people, students, waiting um, on wait lists for charter schools. Um, we have, over the last uh, decade, um, since about 2015, not invested very much at all into charter schools and infrastructure. In fact, they tend to get hand-me-down schools from other school authorities. Often the schools are over, you know, 50 years old or, or more. Um, we're looking at... Um, also, the fact that um, when we have a $2.3 billion budget, um, very little of it is going towards charter schools. The charter schools right now are leasing these other buildings. And we're looking to find, again, a solution similar to what we found in our rural areas and for our Francophone communities. Is there a solution that we can provide uh, for charter schools, updated spaces, just like everyone else has, and, and yet fulfills that need to be able to address those long wait lists. Um, and I understand that these schools are public schools, but just for the sake of the question, uh, there's a number of people that say that charter schools take away from other public schools in Alberta, if that makes sense. I'm just wondering what you would say to those people who, who claim that, you know, students in, in K-12, to let's say CBE, are maybe... Uh, not getting the, the money, the funding that they need because the government is investing so heavily into these charter schools? Well, again, out of the $2.3 billion, there's only $171 million going to charter schools. And of that, that's if you spread it out over the um, at least a decade that they've received next to nothing, um, I think it's just a, a minor um, um, injection into the charter schools. Again, charter schools are public schools. Those are our students. They, um, you know, they are Alberta students and they deserve to be in, in good school spaces as well. And as I said earlier, there's 20, over 20,000 students on a wait list. Um, those students, if they weren't in a charter school, would be in a different school. And so when we're looking at all the schools that we're building, we are, are building 58 new schools. That's on top of the 66 that we already have in flux. So that is addressing the needs right across the province, and every student deserves to be learning in a good space. Thank Great. You. Thank you. Space. We'll go to the uh, last reporter in the room. Uh, Megan Cobb, Global News. So when you're looking at the new school that's going up in Nolan Hill and some of these remodernizations, what went into the decision to pick the locations uh, where the new school would be or what schools were going to be modernized? 
Well, the, uh, that actually is done at the school authority level. They look at their needs um, within their school community, where enrollment growth is, uh, where the locations are. They work with the municipality to determine where a site can be located. Uh, actually, probably a more of an appropriate question for um, Kathy or for Laura to answer, but uh, certainly it is at the school authority level. Then they put it in their three-year education plan. And as I said, then it comes to the department um, and and we go through a 10-step um, gated process um, that is auditor-approved. And at the end of that, those high-priority needs rise to the surface. And we work with infrastructure to determine where what we can do and how we can do it within the budgets that we have. Yeah, and so we've talked a little bit about French schools and charter schools. And as our education options continue to grow uh, in the province, is there any kind of look or thought into busing or how to get students to those different options, regardless of where they live in the city. Um, and, and that is something that school authorities do on a regular basis. And, and I'll, I'll be happy to invite any yeah. of the uh, board chairs up. I was school board trustee for 11 and a half years. It's always a challenge to look at uh, where, where to place schools. We build schools and then those communities, they're young, vibrant communities, but uh, 30 years down the road, um, the demographic changes. So you do have to bus in or you create uh, schools of choice uh, with a specialty in it, um, you know, whether they're a sports academy or, or whatever. So school authorities are very creative on that. Uh, we have announced yesterday, we announced uh, tremendous uh, additional funding for transportation so that we can address some of the um, ongoing cost um, increases that we've seen due to inflation, but also to, to reform the system as a whole. We had committed to that under the Student Transportation um, Task Force that uh, we put in place in, in 2020. And they had some very significant uh, recommendations that we are now able to address now that we're moving beyond COVID. So thank you for that great question. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, we have one last question, and it is from a young learner. We have a student that's going to ask a question. Hi, Excellent. my name is Gabby, and I am in grade six. Thank Gabby, you for the sorry to interrupt. Do you want to come up here and ask the question so everybody can see you? That would be terrific. And you know what? You're probably taller than me, so I'm going to put the microphone just where you can reach it. There you go. Thank you. Okay. Hi, my name is Gabby, and thank you. Um, I am in grade six. Thank you for the Catholic school in Nolan Hill. How long does it take to build? How long does it take to build? You know what? I'm going to ask the builder in the room to come and tell us exactly how long it's going to take to build. Great question, Gabby. Great question, Gabby. Thank you for being brave enough to come up in front of all these cameras and lights to, to ask that question. Uh, school building times are related to how big the school is. So high schools are often much larger than middle schools, and middle schools are bigger than ele elementary schools. So I think this is an elementary school we're talking about. And they typically like to have those built in two years or less. Sometimes 18 months is nice. And what they try to align that with, and what one of the big challenges is weather when they start. Uh, when you're in the middle of winter right now, you, you can't do the digging in the ground and putting the concrete in the ground. You have to wait till springtime to be able to start that. And then you work as hard as you can before the next winter sets in so that it doesn't delay you any further. But that's generally what we aim for with an elementary school between 18 months and two years. Thank you so much, Minister. And Gabby, you do, you do get a follow-up question. Do you have one more question since you have the Minister of Education in front of you? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you You're so much, Gabby. If I can get rid of the homework. All right, we've taken all the questions in the room, so we're going to go to the phones. Operator, if you can please put through the first question. The first question is from Janet French, CBC. Please go ahead. Hi there. I'll take Gabby's follow-up question. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was interested to see this charter hub model funded in the budget. What is it? How is it going to work? And where is this first hub going to be? Uh, well, there's uh, there's uh, a location being explored right now. I don't want to say too much because there's negotiations going on. But that being said, it would look like two or three, possibly four, even charter schools coming together under one roof sharing common facilities such as gymnasiums, uh, lab space, maximizing space um, so that uh, everyone can benefit without having to build independent schools for each one of them. Janet, do you have a follow-up question? 
I do. I think this one's probably for Mr. Newdorf. Um, we've previously talked about the government moving away from public-private partnership builds for various reasons for school projects. But a lot of these projects are going to be clustered together in cities or close together. So does he see any of these uh, new announcements as possible candidates for P3 bundles? Great question. Thanks, Janet. Uh, I haven't had a ch an opportunity to, to evaluate on that, uh, that basis yes, yet, but if there are models within a school division, so we're not blending like uh, a Catholic school build with a public school build, there's complexities to that unless they're a joint build. But if there are uh, possibilities where we can bundle them together in a smaller geographic space, we are definitely going to look at that as the best best avenue for to build those kind of schools. But uh, I haven't done the full evaluation on all the locations, geography, and uh, school division that that they align with, so I can't answer in any more detail at this time. Thanks, Minister. Operator, can you please put through the next question? Next question is from Jeremy Thompson, CTV Edmonton. Please go ahead. Hi, Minister. Thanks for uh, taking my question here. I, I, I believe this is probably for Minister Lagrange. Um, just wondering, you know, you're you're saying this is sort of the biggest, uh, the most money ever spent on on education in, uh, in in a budget here. Wondering if you can sort of quantify that a little bit. You know, when you look at sort of per capita spending, uh, d does that still stand up? Are Are you talking about the operating budget or the capital budget, or both? Uh, the um, the uh, the one point eight billion, I believe. The one point eight billion is for um, operating budget, uh, so that's one point eight billion over three years. Well, I can just share that uh, we've never had cuts to education as long as I've been minister of education. Uh, I started in twenty nineteen with an eight point two two three billion dollar budget. This current year, we're at eight point four billion. In the twenty three twenty four year, that will actually grow to eight point eight billion. And as I said, um, over the course of the next three years, that uh, will grow. Um, $1.8 billion is what we're investing. Uh, for the first time in a number of years, we're seeing enrollment growth. So we want to make sure we're addressing enrollment growth. Uh, we are addressing the transportation. Um, as I said, I believe it's over 30% increase to transportation to address some of the um, inflationary costs, as well as uh, the commitments that we made under the Student Transportation Task Force, um, operations and maintenance. We've added additional dollars. Classroom complexity. We want to address classroom complexity. Um, we know that um, uh, during the pandemic, we've seen some uh, additional issues in that area. So we want to make sure that there's the ability for school authorities to hire more staff um, and address some of the, the things that they're seeing on the ground. And uh, we're just going to continue to work with school authorities and address the, the, raise, the rising pressures that they're seeing in a real meaningful way. Thank you. Do we have a follow-up question? And, uh, yeah, just as a follow-up here, um, looks like there's a line in the budget um, for it kind of puts aside $820 million for K-12 over the next three years. Uh, it says to ensure school authorities are prepared to welcome new students. Do you, can you just kind of break that down for me? What, what, is, what are we talking about there? Is new students is just like new Canadians, like kindergarten students? Well, what are we talking about? What's that money for? Well, the money is for enrollment growth. And, and when you have enrollment growth, you have operational costs, whether it's hiring new staff or additional uh, resources, supports that you need, um, more perhaps more um, classroom space, more desks, et cetera. So it really is to address operational uh, costs that you will see when you get enrollment growth. So that is specifically targeted for enrollment growth. So um, I'll get a little technical here. In um, When we came forward with the new funding model in 2020, uh, school boards were asked to put forward their projections for what they anticipated numbers to be within the classroom. And uh, we were funding 730,000 students. But in the 2020-21 school year, we only actually had 705,000 students, um, bums and seats. And then the following year, 21-22, um, we had 760. 
15,000 students, but we continue to fund 730,000 students. This year, we actually saw more than 730,000 students attend. So we added additional supplemental enrollment growth funding uh, to school boards that was uh, in-year funding. And we've captured that as well as what we anticipate to be further enrollment growth in, um, in the next 23-24 school year. So we really want to make sure that school authorities have the funding that they need to support students and families that are coming to Alberta. We've seen tremendous um, uh, influx of, of people coming to Alberta because um, I believe that we have a economic climate that really supports young families uh, coming here and, and really thriving. Thanks, Minister. Operator, can we please put through the next question? Next question is from Colin Moore, KXFM Peace River. Please go ahead. Uh, hi there. Uh, my uh, question here is for uh, Minister uh, LaGrange. I know this announcement uh, today, you mentioned uh, several uh, rural communities, and I know uh, you specifically mentioned uh, Valley View earlier, which is uh, up here in the Peace region. Uh, mm -hmm. How important is it with uh, some of these uh, school funding announcements that uh, rural Alberta also gets kind of represented as part of this as well? Well, and it's very important because typically rural Alberta, a lot of the infrastructure is older infrastructure. Um, some of them are seeing declining enrollments as well. And we want to make sure that students, regardless of where you live in the province, have equity, that you are able to learn in modern, updated spaces, just like any other student, regardless of where you are. You know, um, when we build a new school, we have modern technology incorporated into the school. Um, I've had the pleasure of going across this great province and seeing schools everywhere. And, and some of the schools have not been, um, uh, the infrastructure has not been addressed or replaced or modernized for a very long time, and, and that's unacceptable. So we need to address that, and, and we have to have that equity right across the province. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, do we have a follow-up question? Yeah, as a kind of a follow-up to that, uh, I know that uh, kind of this process, you're dealing with the you know, many different uh, school divisions across the province. Do you, does the, uh, the divisions that are more in rural areas, do they sometimes have sort of kind of different sort of wants or requests for, it for what they have in their, school, in their schools compared to what you'd get in, say, the big cities? Sometimes, uh, sometimes they are. Um, again, again, they put forward their three-year capital plan, um, but sometimes they're focused on solutions, as I indicated earlier, that, you know, rather than, you know, wanting a new school build in a specific area, they're saying, well, why can't we do maybe a solution somewhere in the middle where we can uh, amalgamate a number of school areas and, and still be central to where all the students are and not increase uh, ride times for our students. So they're, they're looking at um, ways to make things better within their communities. That's why we, I, you know, having been a former school board, board trustee for 11 and a half years, I really believe in local autonomy, autonomy and local decision-making because you're closer to the, to the ground, to the community, those that are, are really impacted by the decisions you make. So I really appreciate when school authorities, whether they're rural or urban or urban, um, that uh, they are able to assess what their needs are and then put them forward. And sometimes those needs change over time, and they're able to fine-tune that on a year-to-year -year basis. Thank you, Minister. Operator, please put through the next question. Next question is from Catherine Gifkowski, Alberta Today. Please go ahead. Hi, Minister. I'm hoping you can help me out because I'm not seeing anything in the business plans or budget plans about this new school planning program. So I see a little bit of detail in the news release about what it is, but what I'm having trouble with is understanding what the government will do under this plan and what will be the responsibility of the school authority. Can you, can you give me a quick overview of what it will be all about? Well, like any of the plans that uh, the, the money goes to the school authority to, to do the work. And so uh, with the, the pre-planning dollars, they will go to the school authority and then they will do some of that pre-planning work that is required. Um, if they start to advance quickly, then we can, can move that along to planning dollars. And then obviously it goes down the pipeline to design and then further on to construction. We really want to make this a transparent process. The one thing that I have heard consistently from school authorities and something that I also advocated for when I was a school, school board um, trustee was transparency. So we could see where in the, um, in the um, continuum of, of, of 
the whole process was the school that we were wanting to have built. And so this way you can see where it's starting and where it's going to go. You know that once you've had pre-planning dollars that it's going to go to planning. Once you've had planning dollars and that work is done, it's going to go to uh, design. And when once you've had design, it will go to construction and full build. There's no ambiguity there. It's very transparent and open and uh, hopefully will help school authorities better plan their communities and their builds as, as you move forward. Thank you. And a follow-up question? Yeah. So um, will that then be published somewhere? Would the government give the feedback directly to the school authority? I'm just uh, wondering um, where the transparency comes in. Well, you, you can see all the schools uh, that are in the pipeline right now. All 58 schools are now mentioned. Typically, what we used to do in the past was only announce design or construction, and construction, I should say, um, and, and that would limit it down to just a very small number of schools that fit that category. But oftentimes, we still had to do all the pre-planning and the planning. So we would announce school, but none of the pre-planning or planning had really taken place. Now we can have that pre-planning happening, the planning happening, the design happening. And once uh, the design and everything is done and we go full construction, we know we are able to hit the ground running. Typically in the past, that hasn't always been the case because sometimes we we had stumbling blocks that, oh, the geotechnical didn't turn out right. Or, you know, we've had all sorts of interesting delays. Uh, this way we know that um, these are moving through the process in a timely manner. Great. Thank you. Operator, please put through the next question. Next question is from Eva Ferguson, Calgary Herald. Please go ahead. Yes, thank you. Um, I just want to be clear in terms of what I heard um, in terms of full construction funding for Calgary today. Um, I heard the minister say there's funding for one new school at Calgary Catholic in Nolan Hill and modernization funding for uh, CBE's Diefenbaker High School, which I believe was previously funded and where renovations are actually close to completion. So since we are in Calgary today, I'm wondering if you can just list specifically how many new schools Calgary is actually getting? When, because when I look at the full construction funding list, I only see one actual new school for Calgary. And Calgary Board of Education, which I believe is the largest school board in the country, is not actually get, not getting any new school. Well, when you look at the pre-planning, the planning, the design, and the construction funding, I don't have them broken out just for Calgary here. Um, perhaps uh, Laura can come in and uh, talk about the Calgary public. Um, simply because there's 58 schools, I'm trying to, they're all kind of broken into the individual projects here, but go ahead, Laura. You can tell them. Yeah, so in the, the full funding, we are receiving uh, John G. Diefen Baker. Um, and just a, a little bit of a correction there. We have not started any of that modernization, has not been announced. This, so. is, this is brand new and very exciting for that school, so. having just toured there recently. Um, in the planning and pre-planning is where our other five are. Um, three of them modernizations, two in the pre-planning. Um, a pre-planning for a new build and a planning for a high school and a planning for one of our modernizations as well. And I, I, I guess I can add that I, I do now recall that there was one school that was looked at to be put into design, but it wasn't quite ready. So if it advances through the planning stage quicker than anticipated, it'll move to design much quicker as well. Great, thank you. And a follow-up? Yes, thank you. I know that uh, charters were touched on previously, but I had another question sure. um, around um, Budget 23 and uh, charters. My understanding that the Choice in Education Act, um, the charters are approved for funding if they provide unique programming, something that's not offered at public schools. Or if they're, a vocational, or if they're a vocational program or a STEM program. Under the Education Act, they don't have to be unique if they're a vocational or STEM program. Oh, I see. Okay. So um, it, 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 are you saying that what is being offered now then 
in charters are not, is not being duplicated in the public system? Uh, charter schools have a responsibility to uh, bring in new uh, research-based uh, pedagogy and to also provide feedback to the greater system as a whole of the work that they're doing, uh, particularly when they're seeing successes that uh, can be um, emulated in other school authorities and public school authorities. They're, they're basically like incubator spaces for new ideas of, of teaching. And uh, so it's very much... Um, encouraged that then we get that feedback and I'm, I'm awaiting a, um, a report from the charter schools that I can then share with all the public schools across the province. Thanks, Minister. Uh, operator, can you please put through our next and final question today? Next caller is uh, Emmanuel Prince, Radio Canada. Please go ahead. Hi. Um, just to circle back on the Francophone school, um, could you tell us why it took so many years to build, to allow funding for Gabriel uh, Roy and Michael Jean schools? Because it's been years and years that uh, Conseil Scolaire wanted these in Edmonton, and it's only happening uh, in 2023. So could you tell us what's the, why, it takes, why it took so long? Well, I, I uh, again, the school authorities put forward their three-year education plans, and it goes through the gated process. They have received other schools, and so their top priorities were addressed in subsequent years. And so now, um, as these have risen to the top, they are being addressed. Okay. And uh, another, maybe more technical question, but how long does it take from a school school project to go from pre-planning, to planning, to design, to construction? How many years? What's the timeline on these projects? Well, it, it depends on the space that we're given. And sometimes we're not given the best spaces to put our schools and municipalities. We work very closely with the municipalities. Our school divisions work very closely with municipalities. So um, it depends on what... Uh, the ground structure is, uh, what, uh, where the school is located, how quickly it can go through the process. Uh, typically, we can go from pre-planning to planning within a year. Typically, we can go from planning to design within a year. Uh, typically, we can go from design to build within a year. But that can change. Sometimes we can go from pre-planning right to design, or we can go from planning right to build. It all depends on the unique nature of the project and how quickly uh, we can get everything aligned. Uh, we're realizing that we're working with municipalities and uh, sometimes there's uh, added pressures on, uh, on uh, building uh, abilities in certain communities. Um, I, you know, there's some rural remote communities where it's very difficult to even get the geotechnical equipment to those sites. We've seen delays on that side. So again, it is is very unique to the unique projects that are out there. Great. Thank you so much, Minister. Thank you. That is uh, all the questions that we have for today. Um, thank you, everyone, for your participation. Thank you so much.